0: Hey, this is Pastor Rima and you are listening to Real Talk. Before you do another thing, I want you to go ahead and take this link, share it with two friends. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Pastor Rima real issues for real people. Praise the Lord and God bless you again. We're going to continue in our uh, series here, Witchcraft in the Church. And thank you for being patient. I know last week we had some uh, some moments where there was some te- technical difficulties. We're trying out some new software and some new equipment that we can have better quality in our streaming and our presentation of the Word of God and this information that will revolutionize your walk with God. I believe these things will revolutionize your walk with God. You want to walk in truth and you want to make sure that there is nothing, there's no open doors, or in the last part of this series, we talked about portals, uh, things that are openings to the enemy in your life. And sometimes they're so, sometimes they're, they're uh, undetected if we are not pure in heart and if we are not open to the voice of God to speak to us about certain things that we either need to uh, subtract from our lives or different things that we need to take away from even our entertainment and certain things. So this series is to address some very important things. And I, I want us all to go to heaven. I want us all to make heaven. I want us all to please God with how we are trying to practice the, the presence of God and work for him. So please do uh, be very attentive to the things that are going to be spoken. Also, uh, if you have a pen and pad or you got a notepad app, uh, open that up and and take some notes, uh, leave some comments, send us a message regarding some things that you may need more clarity on. Uh, I want to be able to leave you with some uh, some. Practical information that you can use and say, "Hey, you know, I've identified these things in my life based on what Pastor Rima's teaching. I, I, I highlighted these things, and they are very similar to what the things that I've heard uh, from this series. And I, I, I want to make some actionable steps in order to uh, steer away from doing things like this, practicing the presence of God in these fashions." So in the first part, we talked about the foundations of spiritual activity. Second part, we talked about the sin of iniquity, how lawlessness can lead us to a place where we're working for God out of the will of God. In the part three, we talked about openings or, or, or closing spiritual portals, or doors to the enemy and access points that the enemy wants to use in order to get access to your mind, your emotions, your family, your finances, your health, uh, and everything that uh, may be dear to you. Uh, The enemy wants access because he wants to be able to manipulate and control the decisions that you make and the the, the way that you talk and think and treat people. And so all these things are affected uh, by uh, the things that we let in. And so this uh, lesson uh, today is going to be identifying some things that we may have overlooked some things that we probably thought was just you know colloquial or uh second nature or this is this is just par for the course when you're living for God or you're doing church and and you you know we just do these things but you have to be careful. You have to be careful. And uh, again, I'm going to reiterate some things that I said last week regarding not just going with trends. You don't just go with every trend that's uh, popular. You don't just uh, include everything in your life that's trending uh, because it's uh, cool or because everybody else is doing it. You know, you just, you want to make sure that the things that you're including in your life are things that will be healthy to you spiritually. And uh, not everything that is trending is healthy because it doesn't have biblical origins. Praise God. And so we want to highlight some things. And uh, I want to pose a question to everybody that's on right now That uh, that is very pivotal to what we're going to talk about. Where do your thoughts come from? Where does your emotions originate? Where do these things come from and how are they affected? These things are very important when uh, trying to identify some things in the spirit because you want to make sure that those things, your thought life and your passions, your heart, your feelings are uh, influenced and protected and affected by the right elements. We want to make sure that everything that we're doing, in order to be moved emotionally or things that engage our thinking and thoughts are uh, biblical in origin. Now, I know there's a lot of times where these different things um, doesn't necessarily uh, have to always come from biblical origins because we live daily life and elements in our lives may sometimes dictate that, hey, uh, I'm around uh, atmospheres that are not necessarily uh, Christian and faith based atmospheres, and so I'm going to be uh, open and susceptible to things that I wouldn't intentionally bring into my 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 space. But uh, you you, you got to be sensitive to the Spirit. And I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit uh, today because all the foundations of what I'm talking about is when we be wrapped up in the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. You need the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, contrary to what a lot of people may teach or even believe, you are not born with the Holy Spirit. You are not born, being born again. The Bible calls it born again in, in in John chapter three because it is not inherent in you just being birthed into existence. There is a rebirth of sorts. It is being born again of the water and the spirit, not necessarily uh, being born of the physical, or as the Bible calls it, born of the flesh. We have to make sure that we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it is a gift. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God. And uh, there is a way that you get gifts. You have to receive them. You must receive these gifts. I can't impose a gift on you. I can't throw a gift at you. Your heart has to be open and you have to be positioned in a proper uh, way to receive what is being given to you. Okay. So proper positioning is done by repentance. Repentance turns you away from the things that are contaminating your life and positions you to pursue God. And in that position, God can add to your life things that you need in order to get closer to him. That's the ultimate purpose of you being a Christian, you living a spiritual life, you walking with, you want to know him. You want to know the Lord more and more and more and more each day. You want to make sure that, uh, you are pursuing God with everything you have. Praise God. I want to make sure that, uh, everybody is, uh, tuned in here. So please, if you are, uh, watching this live stream, uh, just want you to comment, say I'm here or watching, just want to make sure this thing is, uh, working and functioning properly. And, uh, uh, if you can do it, uh, I would appreciate that so much, but I'm going to move on. But if you can just, uh, drop a small little comment. It doesn't even have to be a, a legible word. Just type something in there so that I can see if it pops up. And I know that, uh, uh, this uh, mechanism is, is working and functioning properly. Praise God. All right. Now, uh, we're going to talk about spiritual activity in general. Now, I've said this before, that you and I, we are not just physical beings. We are spiritual beings. We don't just have a physical side. There is an invisible side to us. It's our soul. It's our consciousness. It's our care. It's everything that who, who makes us individual. We also have a human spirit. These things help to make up our whole existence, the invisible and the visible, the spiritual and the physical or the carnal. Now, I'm going to um, begin to outline some things here because we have all been taught how to live a physical life. All our lives, we're taught how to uh, uh, eat, we're taught how to uh, you know, play sports and and uh, exercise—we're we're taught how to—we're uh, taught how to cater to our physical life, but schools and even our, our own parents—they have uh, very rarely spent time investing and in developing the invisible side to us. Because most people don't live for the invisible side; we live for the physical side only because that's the realm and, and reality that seems the most tangible and real to us. But can I tell you that your spiritual or invisible side is just as real as your physical side? What you see in the mirror is not all of you, but the invisible part of you is just as real as what you can view and see in a mirror. Yes. You are not just physical. And so in order to interact with the physical world we have five senses we have touch we have taste smelling seeing hearing all these senses helps us to interact with the physical world our natural reality but how do we interact with our spiritual reality. I wanna help somebody today because herein lies where God wants to take his body and also where the enemy wants to infiltrate and cause misinformation in order to disqualify us from walking in the spirit properly. There's so much propaganda and things out there that uh, promote spirituality, but not in a biblical way. The B- the Bible explicitly tells us certain spiritual things that we ought not to partake of. We ought not to partake in enchantments. We ought not to partake in charming or or or. or uh, Producing potions and, and incantations or spells or witchcrafts or little even little trinkets that we wear on our wrists. We, we, you know, we got our charms and things that, and, uh, and those things, we identify pieces of those things to say, well, this one is for love. This one is for happiness. This one is to uh, protect me. And this one is for, you know, peace in my mind. And all those things are diabolically against what God teaches in his word. We ought not to practice necromancy, which is trying to uh, communicate with the spirits of the dead. And uh, this was a very controversial topic because there was an article circulating out there regarding some very influential women that uh, have a movement out there. And uh, most of you know what I'm talking about, you know and uh, and they uh, have been doing interviews that highlight the origins of how they got the ideas and the know-how and the 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 strategies to develop their organization and uh it was directly from the occult or spiritual practices that are uh, uh diametrically opposed to the things of god And, uh, God is staunchly against, uh, trying to conjure up spirits. It doesn't matter if they're your ancestors. The Bible says don't, uh, don't even pour out drink offerings to, uh, you know, for the dead. Don't put, don't cut your flesh. Don't make no cuttings in the flesh for the dead. You, we, we, we don't need to celebrate, you know, the dead. Praise God. And so, uh, that, that is something that God is, uh, staunchly against. And the Bible teaches against very explicitly. And I know. Listen, man, I I grew up in the hood, and and people did it all the time. You know, people, guys on the block. You know, they're chilling or hanging out with the, with the, you know, with the fellas, and you know, they're drinking it up or whatever, and and. Uh, there was this term, I don't know if they still do it, but back in the 90s, you know, they take their beer, pour it out or take it, you know, their drink and pour it out and say, this is for my dead homies. You know, this is this is for so and so that has gone now. That, that's called a drink offering. Okay. Uh, you are offering that drink in the name of that deceased person. That's ancestor worship. That's worshiping the dead. You are Uh, paying homage to people uh, that are not living anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not supposed to respect the life of people that have gone on before us who've made incredible impacts on our lives or even contributions to society and the world. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't uh, venerate and we don't worship those people. There's only one God because that 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 we are doing what we're supposed to be doing in order to uh, promote what's right and promote uh, godliness in, in, in the sight of God, and we don't want to make sure uh, we don't. We want to make sure that we don't uh, have these practices that are subtly in our conversation, uh, that are subtly in our our, our worship. You know, we don't dedicate. I'm not. I'm going to dedicate this song to my dead so and so. You know, we don't do stuff like that. Okay, we don't do stuff like that because we are venerating the dead. And yes, I know that's kind of hard. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, that's kind of hard, Pastor Rima. Yes, it's hard because we love our loved ones, but we want to make sure that we are not violating Scripture just to soothe our emotional attachment. Amen. I can't violate scripture because it soothes my emotional attachment to something or someone. Okay. Now, these spiritual practices that uh, are engaged, uh, you know, their senses, just like this physical senses, there is spiritual senses. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 12 uh, begins to outline uh, what the Bible calls the gifts of the spirit. Giftings that are given to people that enhance their spiritual side and allows them to interact with the spiritual world. Your five senses, touch, taste, smelling, seeing, hearing, helps you to interact with the natural world. Your spiritual senses, which are the gifts of the spirit, those help you to interact with the spiritual world. They work just like our physical senses, but only they uh, are for the purpose of communicating and interacting with the invisible world, the spiritual world. So there's thinking gifts, there's speaking gifts, there's action gifts. There's the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. There is speaking gifts, which is a, a, a gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues and prophecy. There's also action gifts or gifts that cause you to do things, um, which is the gift of faith and uh, the working of miracles and the gifts of healing, those action gifts. And so all those things help us to interact with the invisible world. Now, OK, here it is now. I might say something that may may make you need to write it down and and go pray about this or do your own research and digging, okay? Uh, There are people that are not living for God. There are people that are not filled with his spirit and the qualifications now to uh, walk in the gifts of the spirit is to have the spirit. You got to have the Holy Spirit of God to begin to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Okay? But let me tell you something right now. There are people who have tapped in to those spiritual actions and speakings and thinkings that do not worship God. They do not even have the Holy Spirit of God. They've begin to operate and tap into those spiritual or senses or those senses that cater to the invisible world by other means than the Holy Spirit, other means than God. And this is where we get uh people that practice uh, you know, you got your, your your local psychic, or you know, you you got uh People that are fortune tellers, soothsayers, or people that read your horoscope or, you know, your tarot cards, or people that, uh, uh, practice or they, they say they have the sixth sense or, or some call it, uh, ESP. I heard a, a teaching by a very powerful man of God, and he was telling a story about a, a prophet by the name of T.W. Barnes that uh, he was beginning to have a discussion. And this was back in the 80s, uh, that 70s, 80s, that uh, T.W. Barnes w- uh, saw something in the spirit. He said uh, that in the last days, in the upcoming years, there would be a rise in uh, the element of of people operating in uh, the flesh and uh, tapping into spiritual things through the flesh. And he he's began to talk about the uh, world of vibrations. Mm-hmm, vibrations. Let me put it plainly for you, vibes. Okay, yes. We're going there tonight. So uh, this prophet Barnes was saying, you know, there's people that will be able to uh, uh, see things. They will be able to know things. And it's not from God. It is not of God. It is ta- it is because they tapped into a certain realm of the flesh that connects them with spiritual insight. Now, you like, uh, Pastor Rima, how are you, what are you talking about? Realm of the flesh and then spiritual insight. Okay? It's because there are ways to get to your spiritual body that bypass the stamp of approval and the sanction of God. Remember we talked about uh, operating in um lawlessness or the sin of iniquity it is going outside of the boundaries and the sanctions that God has provided okay so many people seek the gifts of the spirit but the Bible says to covet the best gifts and it also says that all the gifts work together that the self-same spirit, can work through every man severally as he will, that people can profit with all. All right? It is for the benefit of the people that you are speaking to or ministering to or trying to help in a spiritual sense. It is for their benefit, okay? For their, uh, I'm going to say this term loosely, profit. All right? P-R-O-F-I-T so that the people you're ministering to can benefit or profit from what you're doing. But in these days, there has been a resurgence. And This is nothing new. And uh, I know a lot of these practices stem from uh, a, a religious practice and a uh, way of living called new age, but it's nothing new. These are old and ancient practices that have resurfaced. And people are tapping into these ancient practices because it's causing them to do things in the invisible world. And then there it promotes a lust for power and a lust to do those spiritual things. When it is God's hear me, hear me clearly right now. It is God's intention that you operate in those things as he leads you. You don't just do it just because you can. Okay? So if God operates through you in the gift where you can lay hands and someone recovers or you can speak something and it foretells a future and it's 100% on point. Or God gives you a thought about someone, word of knowledge, or God gives you instruction to help someone, word of wisdom. Or you can identify that certain atmospheres are charged with certain types of spirits. Another uh, buzzword that we use nowadays is called the energy, the energies in the room. It's not energy, y'all. That's the term that is stemmed from New Age or stemmed from that movement of vibrations or vibes. Those are words we use, but those words are not biblical. Those words stem from the opposite side or the wrong way of practicing spirituality. Or the ungodly way of practicing spirituality. We don't operate in vibes or vibrations. We don't operate in the energies in the room. We don't do that. We get filled with the spirit of God. We know the voice of God. And when he speaks, we move. When he speaks, we do. When he speaks, we say. Okay, it's by his leading. We don't just do it just because we can. All right. When you get to a place where you initiate spiritual activity based on your will, You have crossed over into witchcraft. Okay, let's get into the meat of the matter tonight because uh, I mentioned this very loosely. um, uh, The first episode, we started talking about people that minister and people that will give you a word and people that want to speak to you. But you got to check the sources, man. You can't just listen to any and everybody. You got to check the sources. You got to make sure that the people that are ministering to you and ministering uh, for God, uh, you want to always go pray about what people have given you. Okay. Now I know that's not popular because many ministers uh, they operate on the now and and the instant and and the, the moment, because they are trying to uh, recover a result from their ministering to you. There's nothing wrong with that. But we got to make sure that God is looking for an instant result, not just that we are. As a minister, if I am ministering to you, I have to do it based on what God says. So if God said, do this, I'll do that. If, if, if God said, this is going to happen when I do this, I will wait until that result appears because he said it was going to happen. But if he said something, but didn't necessarily say that it's going to work, I just do what he says. Whether it happens or not, that's not me. If there's a result, that's not me. If there's not a result, that's not me. I just obeyed the voice of God. But I cannot induce a result because I want to work, and I don't want to look like a fool. Okay? You know, people will say, you know, well, we want to prove God. We want to make sure we're inspiring faith, and we're, you know, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we we see the signs following, and okay? You can pray for the sick if God said pray for the sick. Here, here's a novel idea. And I might get some stones throw, thrown at me for saying this. But it's true all, the, all, you know, whatever, it's true. God does not want to heal everybody. Yeah, I know that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Go pray about that one. God does not want to heal everybody. Every sickness is not ordained for God to heal it. Because there are some things that God is using for his glory. Here's another caveat. Some things are induced by sin. There are some sickness that falls upon people because of sin. You know how much times Jesus said in the Bible, when he heals someone, go and sin no more? He just healed them. He didn't say, eat healthy now. He didn't say, make sure you're exercising. He didn't say, stay away from that contaminant. He said, don't sin. Because whatever condition was in their lives was induced by sin. So here we come just because we see someone in disarray and we want everybody to be okay. We want everybody to live well and there's nothing wrong with wanting that, but God will use our unfortunate circumstances to ultimately bring us closer to him. So I cannot overstep God by trying to pray for someone that God did not sanction for me to pray for. Because maybe, just maybe, whatever they're going through is going to work out for their benefit later because it's bringing them closer to God. Now, that begs the question, well, who's supposed to get prayed for and who's not supposed to get prayed for? Who's who's God gonna heal and who's God's not gonna heal? Who is God not gonna heal? Well, that's up to God to tell you. And this is why we need, I'm going to say it until, I'm going to keep saying this every part of this series. We need to know the voice of God. We have got to be acquainted with the voice of God. We have to be familiar. We know how God is speaking to us so that when he speaks, we can operate and we can begin to respond to what he's saying to us. We have to know the voice of God. And you will never know clearly the voice of God unless you are filled with God, filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray right now for someone that God is reaching for you, God been talking to you about spending more time with him, that you can know him better, know his voice, begin to respond to his voice because he wants to do things in your life. Praise God that you, hallelujah, have been praying for. And God said, I want to do it, but you've got to come closer to me. I do not want you just to seek the workings of the spirit just so that it can work in your life. You have to know me because if you don't know me and you tap into those things, you will begin to do it based on your will and not mine. Hallelujah. 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 We don't want to do things based on our will and not the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me help somebody today because the Lord is really wanting to highlight some things. You may have been as many services where there was someone, you know, back in the days, they used to call them an operator. Someone that knew how to walk in the spirit and uh, the gifts of the spirit, the different functions and senses of the Holy Spirit was very alive and very active in their ministry. And they've given you a word. And I want to speak to that person that has experienced that and the word didn't come to pass. I want to speak to the person that was ministered to and the man of God or woman of God that spoke to you were uh, wrong. They were off. Um, Here's two reasons why someone could attempt to speak to you in the Holy Ghost. And be totally wrong. Okay? The first reason is that they are sincerely concerned about your situation. They're filled with compassion towards you. And they want to do something to help you. It's not because they're trying to hurt you. It's because they love you. And it's because they want to help you. But they went ahead of God in order to help you. This is what I was taught about just now. They saw the need and they just operated based on what they know to do, or what they know God can do. But they never really got direction from God to do that. So they laid their hands to pray for you and you didn't get healed. Or they prayed for your loved one and nothing happened. Or they spoke a word to you regarding your situation and the word didn't come to pass. It wasn't because uh, they are... Uh, uh, hateful towards you and sometimes they're not necessarily trying to uh, lead you into deception but they were moved with compassion and wanted to do something about your situation and uh, they weren't led of the spirit they were led of their emotion and through their own will they initiated to do something in the name of the spirit but it wasn't spirit led Yes, it's wrong, but it wasn't intentionally to hurt you. And I want you to find it in your heart to say, Lord, I forgive that person. I'm not going to hold this grudge against that person because here's what will happen. Your view of the supernatural and your view of the giftings of God will be tainted and skewed because of a bad situation. And that is not the intention of God. And this is why it's so important for ministers to be led of the Holy Ghost and don't do anything unless the Holy Ghost has directed it. Because it is possible on the path to display the power of God, we can inspire more doubt than faith. Because we didn't wait on a word from the Lord or we went ahead of God and begin to operate thinking that God's just going to back us up. It's not how it works. God doesn't follow us. We have to follow him. Okay. Praise God. So in sincerity, someone could have made an honest mistake and went ahead of God and done something or said something to you that, wasn't necessarily sanctioned by God, and so nothing happened. He, and here, here's here's another uh, instance where someone shares something with you, shares a word with you, and speaks to you, and they're totally off. Okay, I, I almost attempted to show this video. Okay friend of mine showed me a video of an evangelist that uh, was mightily known to be used in uh, walking in the spirit, in the prophetic, and gifts of healings would uh, appear in his ministry. But he was in this service and he was praying for people. And uh, he turned to a woman to uh, identify uh, a condition that she had and that would be through the word of knowledge. If you're not uh if you're not familiar with the gift things of the spirit and how they work, I have a teaching of this on YouTube. Just go to my YouTube channel Pastor Rima. There is a uh, a video on the gifts of the spirit, what they are and how they function, how they administer. They, they, it's different in every person. Every person has their own individuality, their own personality, own uh, uh, character through which it operates. So it's different. It doesn't necessarily, it's not cookie cutter in every person's life. So please, if you want more clarity on this, go watch that. I don't have time on this video to go and um, uh, itemize the gifts of the spirit and how they function. So, if somebody would receive information of God to talk to someone, and that is a word of knowledge. So the, the, the evangelist uh, began to speak to this woman and said, uh, you've been having stroke symptoms. And the woman said, um, uh, no, I, I haven't. And, he, and then he looked at the woman and he said, you just don't know it yet. You will. Whoa, buddy. Hold on. You went from the word of knowledge to prophesying a health issue onto someone when they were not having those symptoms. All right, here's what I'm going to say. Ooh, it's going to get funky up in here tonight. Here's what I'm going to say to someone. Um, If you are endeavoring to minister in the spirit and help people, you got to be okay with being wrong. You hear me? You gotta be okay with being wrong. Just because a prophet or a man of God makes a mistake, that doesn't negate him as a man of God, and that doesn't negate him as a as a prophet. He he's not a false prophet simply because he made a mistake. There are honest mistakes, like we just talked about. There are honest mistakes like operating out of emotion out of compassion and not necessarily operating off the the leading of the spirit okay there's a, there's a such thing as a mistaken prophet okay not every false prophet is a false prophet Everybody who identify well, that didn't come true. He said it. He said it was going to happen. It didn't happen. He's a false prophet. He could be a mistaken prophet. He's pure in heart, and he whatever he was doing was from uh, from good intentions, from a good place, and he just made a mistake. That's a mistaken prophet. But people that are so prideful that they will not accept mistake, and they will not accept fault of being wrong. If they continue in that, that's a false prophet. Or somebody's trying to uh trying to prophesy to you, God's not leading them, but they're trying to hit it. You know, they're they're talking about things. So oh, is it your brain? Is it your ears? Is it your back? Is it is it you have pain in your, your shoulder, your side, you know what? No, we don't do that. And this is what the world does. And so, uh, You know, people that begin to do that, they're trying to tap into something that is not spirit led. And there are ways you can do that. That's why psychics and fortune tellers and people that practice ESP and people that do all these rituals to get spiritual insight and power that they can tell you about yourself and things that they should not know. They know about you and whatever. They're getting that information from somewhere, but it's not the spirit of God. They're getting that information from demons. And so if God didn't lead you to do something, but you insist, you insist on operating in that realm. You insist on getting this information for this person because I'm going to prophesy to this person right now. I wouldn't let of God, but I'm going to give this person a word. You're opening yourself to receive information from the wrong source. And here it is. People that are out of the will of God, trying to operate in the spirit, can get connected to information from the wrong source. And here's the deception because the devils know the truth. Those demonic forces, they know accurate information. So do you think they're just going to give you wrong information? No, they're going to give you right information. So if you can start listening to that voice. Then all of a sudden, the manipulation comes in and prophets can be manipulated by demonic forces because they've intended to operate in the spirit when it wasn't sanction of God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place trying to reach for somebody right now. If you don't have a word. For somebody now, this is not just for uh, you know what I'm saying is not just for ministers because there are lay people who are gifted in the spirit and desire to walk in the spirit and God has allowed them to experience things. You may not have a license to minister; you, you're, you're just a church goer, and God has used you in the spirit, and you know that God is using you in the spirit, and you know that those things are fluent and flowing in your life. Don't impose your will on spiritual gifts. The spirit divides them to every man severally as he will. It is through the will of God and the leading of the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. It is through the will of God and the leading of the spirit that we administer spiritual actions and spiritual activity. We don't do it by trying to divine or trying to tap in some other way. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you. And I just uh, got this information this week. Um, there were so many people that has been reaching out to me regarding this series and and, and just testimonies of people coming out of the occult, coming out of uh, new age practices where they experience spiritual power and such. And they it wasn't of God, but it was real okay, demonic forces that were uh, offering them spiritual uh, giftings and things that they could operate in, and God delivered them out of that. Praise God. Can I tell you tonight, if you're looking at this right now and you've been practicing those things, you may be a witch right now looking at this message because the title piqued your interest. yes, I am very privy to the fact that witches stalk people, especially people that have the truth. They stalk you on social media. That's why you can't just put everything out there about your life on social media, because people are tracking you. People are taking note of you. And if you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness, they will come at you. They will come against you. And you're giving them free information on your social media profile. But that's another lesson for another time. Praise God. You can be a witch. You can be a warlock. You can be somebody practicing in the new age. You can be a a registered shaman. You can be somebody that is very versed in these spiritual things. And you think that, well, I know that, uh, you know, the Christian, I had somebody talk, tell me before, uh, that, uh, practices these things he, he said I know that the 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 Christian view of of spirituality is the most accurate view of every, every any religion and it's because of the things that's in the Bible is in the Bible and um, so uh you my you can you can leave that life behind. if you are a warlock, you are a witch. You are very in-depth in New Age philosophy and you are practicing in spiritual things. Maybe you are a registered Kung Fu master. And, you know, in those higher levels of martial arts, you have to tap into a spiritual sense to engage those uh, uh different parts uh, and styles of martial arts I'm not saying that you know doing martial arts is bad but when you get to certain higher levels you must have a spiritual element to it you have to know how to meditate and get to you what they call your chi or that innermost being of yourself in order to draw power from the invisible world. Okay, this this is what this this is what all this is, and you think that this is the way to do it, and and you cannot get out of it. I I combat that lie in the name of Jesus, uh, and I know the Lord's been speaking to you already. God's been reaching for you. Praise God, and I am not saying Hallelujah that you you are totally uh, written off by God. I am saying that. God wants your soul. God is still reaching for you. God still loves you and you can be redeemed by the blood of the lamb. You don't have to be bound to those oaths that you had to take in order to cross over into those spiritual powers. You can you can walk away from it all and be accepted and protected by the power of God. I want to reach for somebody right now that God wants to deliver you. God wants to deliver you. I don't care if you sold your soul to the devil. That contract can be broken. I said it before and I'll say it again. That contract can be broken in the name of Jesus. It is the blood of the lamb, the blood of the sinless, sinless, sinless son of God that can break every chain or any attachment to spiritual forces of the other world. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to continue next week. I'm going to pause right here. And I want us all to pray because God wants to fill somebody looking at this right now. Somebody is watching this right now. God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He wants to fill you with the real deal. You've been looking for that strength. You've been looking for that power. You've been looking for that spiritual activity. Praise God. And you've been tapping into some things that you feel like is real. It's it's become real to you because you've seen the results and you've seen the effects of it. And God is saying, no, it's not me. I'm going to introduce you to who I really am. If you want it, you can have it. I'm telling you right now, if you can walk, it, just say yes to the Lord. If you say yes, Jesus, God will enter into your room. He will break the chains that are upon your mind and your emotional torments that are upon your family. Praise God. And he will rip away all the, the things that have caused you to be bound and to be down and to be trapped. And God will loose you, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, so that you can choose. Him in the name. I loose your will right now so that you can choose truth, so that you can choose Him in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God. Come out of that. Come out of that world. Come out of that practice. Come out of that group. Come out of that sect. Come out of that cult in the name of Jesus and come to the Lord because He's waiting on you. Yes, Jesus is waiting on you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. And if you'd lift your hands right now, I don't even care if you've been doing this for a long time. If if you just lift your hands, just take a chance on God. Take Take a chance on God. You've taken so much chances to get where you are right now. You've taken so much risks to get where you are right now. How about one more? How about one more? How about try this? Try Try it. Try Jesus.. Try, try if Jesus is really real. Say God, if you're really real, come into this room right now. And Lord, fill me with your spirit, Lord. I turn away from those things. If you are real, I will turn away from it all, Lord God. And I will follow you with all my heart, God, in the name of Jesus. The angel of the Lord is reaching for you right now. Hallelujah. And it's not going to be demonic forces that fuel your tongues. Praise God. is going to be the gift of the Holy Ghost that fills your mouth, hallelujah, to overflowing, hallelujah. The demons can be leaving you right now. The, the influences of darkness can break their influence off of your heart and your mind and your home. Praise God, and you can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah praise God praise God we're going to continue this next week and uh uh I want to tap into some some things and some information that's being brought to my attention uh, there are people that have been uh, uh involved in satanic and, and 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 occultic things um and it it hasn't been something that they chose it just uh they we're in church settings being hypnotized. Yes, I said it. Preachers were hypnotizing their saints in order to extort money from them, in order to uh allow them to respond in spiritual ways that uh could not be done other than the Holy Spirit. But they, they you know, have done these things and and uh two sources. I mean two sources that said the same things in it and it is it is real, and it is in the church. It is in the church, and I'm sorry if you've been a victim of these things, but the Holy Spirit is real. The gifts of God are real. Prophesying is real. Gifts of healings are real. They're real. But they have to be God-ordained, or else they will not lead to edification. It will lead to destruction. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for uh, joining in with us tonight. If you have not seen the uh, previous parts of this series, I would encourage you to go back either on Facebook or on YouTube and uh, watch some of these clips and, uh, and and watch these messages to get caught up with uh, our, our series here. And I believe God's going to help you. God's going to uh, he's going to sharpen your uh, dis- discerning of spirits in order to pick up on certain things. It's not everybody that prophesies is prophesying through the Spirit. Sometimes they tap into some other uh, information sources. Praise God. So you got to be vigilant. you got to be uh, uh, keen to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you're uh, watching this as well, and uh, they, uh, if you're a part of the Great Life family, you, you call me, your pastor, Pastor Rima, you know how to um, submit uh, your giving and all that stuff. I'm not going to talk about uh, making donations and all that stuff. I mean, if you're a part of the Great Life community, you know how to do that. And if you're looking for a church home and you want to be a part of the Great Life community, you can uh, uh, send us a message or go to greaterlifechicago.com and send us a message. And uh, we we, we want to facilitate that for you, even if you're not in the immediate Chicago area, you can be a part of our online community and um, and uh, receive your uh, your spiritual food and, and, and teaching. Uh, There, We want to make disciples. Praise God. Hey, thank you for listening and tuning in today. Help me to get the word out about this content. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Pastor Rima. And why don't you go ahead and follow, subscribe these podcasts so that you can be notified when we upload fresh content. God bless you and keep it real.